Welcome to Relish Pod. Where simple pleasures are gained by cooking what you eat. I'm Mark Witt. And I'm Tim Gallagher. On today's episode, episode number 11, uh, I think we're going we're gonna to be thinking spring. Anticipation of spring. Today yeah. was a good day. Uh, was, uh, I don't know what the temperature was here in Cumberland, but it was pretty warm out. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. 60s. 60s, yeah. 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 So and For early February, that's great. Right. Uh, the climate is definitely changing. Um, but that just means that spring might be coming a little earlier spring, for us. Yeah, and I'm I'm okay with it. But spring brings a lot of good things. Yeah, I agree. So, um, you know, I, I myself, I know we get excited. Uh, maple season's right around the corner here. That's your thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's uh, um, you know, we do it on a semi, probably a little bit larger scale than the the uh, individual could do. You know, okay. we're, we're probably making about 25 to 45 gallons, but um, an easy process, you mm-hmm. know. So if you have some uh, sugar maples, um, I think it's yeah. it's something to, to give a try. Okay. I mean, you think an individual person can do this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you have it. There's a group of you guys, about like six or six or seven of you. There's about six or seven of us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. And you have a, so it's a group of you um, and uh Kind of an, uh, an established group. For how long has this been going on? Uh, they've been uh, 81. Since 1981. Yeah, so okay. it's for a while. All the same guys? Pretty much. Yeah. Some in and out, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah and then you call it the Sugar Camp, I know. When it's you, our when Sugar Camp. Yeah, our Sugar it. Shack. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. Where's it located? Ours is up in uh, right on the, the uh, border of uh, Pennsylvania border, Maryland border. Okay. So up around Grantsville. Okay, so far western Maryland, far, far western, western Maryland. Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, okay, yep. and uh, you tap in all sugar maples. How many trees do you think you have tapped? Let's see. Uh, trees. You know, I'm not sure how many trees, but we're we're probably about 600 taps. Okay. You know, but some of those trees are going to have two or three taps in them. Okay. And we have more trees that we could tap. Okay. You know, but that's a fair amount. I mean, I think that's a pretty good size operation for us. It's like a lot. And to we're do. just weekend warriors. Okay. You know. You know, but, but seriously, I mean, if you had an, an, you know, sugar maples on your individual property, I know people are that are just tapping one or two or three trees, mm-hmm. you know, and it's worth it. What can you get out of it? Just a couple of trees. Oh, you can, you could probably end up with, uh, I mean, enough to have a good pancake breakfast. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, seriously though. <laughs> um, you know, you could, you can find the stuff online, you know, your spiles, your taps, okay. um, your keelers, which are your buckets. Okay. Um, you don't have to use those. There's definitely other ways to tap the trees. Um, okay. Well, let me back you up a second. Okay. You said spiles and taps. What do you mean by that? Well, the spiles are your taps. Okay. The 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 the, the correct def- uh, the the term is spiles. Okay. Okay, and that's your actual tap. Okay. So that's uh, uh, let's see. Uh, can I equate this to sort of a uh, uh, let's say uh, yes. Yeah, sp- Spigot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's another, Water hose. That- Sure. Well, sp- spigot. That's another term, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that gets driven into the tree. Yep. You're going to drill a hole first. Okay. Drill a hole. Do you know how deep? Um, depends on the, the the size of the spile, but roughly an inch. Okay. So you're getting through the bark. Yep. And into into the membrane. Okay. You know, can you can you drill a hole too deep, or I think you, know? you can. I think you can go too deep. Okay. And I, and, I, and you cannot go deep enough. Okay. You know. Yeah, sure. So the general rule is is uh, we tap when the sugar is actually running. 
Okay. Okay. And you want to tap, from what I understand, you want to tap when the sugar is running. Okay. Because if it's not running and you drill the hole, the hole could seal itself back up. Okay. I gotcha. So when we're drilling, the, the sugar is actually running. Okay. okay? Um, so when do you know when the sugar is running? Okay. So what you're looking for is we're following the weather patterns. Okay. And what we're looking for is um, freezing temperatures at night and above freezing temperatures during the day. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So, and you're looking for a, you know, you're looking for a consistent pattern in that. Okay. So, you know, you're, you're looking at the long term forecast, hopefully, is what you're looking at. You don't, you're not going to look at and say, well, like today, for example. Yeah. Um, It's going to get cold tonight. We were in the 60s today. Yeah. You know, um, so if that were a, a consistent thing, you know, it might be time to tap, but it's going to get cold again. And if you look at the long-term forecast, it's, it's not quite there yet. Okay. So when you get like a week of freezing and then uh, warm during the day, Correct. then you're, you're thinking, then we're, thinking we're thinking maple syrup. And we're thinking it's time to start tapping our yeah. trees. Okay. So you, you drill the hole, you put the spile in. Um, now these taps, I know I've seen lots of times driving, driving past maple camps. Um, you see the taps. And you see lines strung. Tubing. Okay, so it's tubing so that those taps are fed into the tubing, and that tubing then they're connected to every single tap and is then fed into a central holding area. Well, they can be. Area. <clears throat> yeah, so we do, have some, uh, we do have some tubing where we tap. Okay. Um, I'd say we're at this point. We're actually moving back to the more traditional, which are the um, – are the spiles. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple years ago, we were primarily more of the using the tubing. Okay. We've had some issues with the tubing. They can get clogged up. Mm. Um, and we're primarily using a, a full-on gravity-fed system. Okay. Now, your bigger operations, what they're doing is they're actually using um, mechanical suck, suctions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. So... Does it, so that almost forces the sap out or it keeps it running or what's... You're what's, pulling it out. Yeah. You're actually okay. pulling it out okay. mechanically. And that, that has no negative effect to the operation no, at all? No, yeah. no, I don't think so. No. Yeah, I guess if it did, they wouldn't do it, huh? Right, right. Yeah, yeah and, uh, I mean, these are, you know, these are um, when when they're doing that, those, that tubing, oh my gosh, I think I've, I've seen probably like two inch, three inch tubing. Wow. Coming into the main line. Okay. You know, it's not going to be that big coming out of the... An individual tree. Yeah. But, you know, you have three or four taps coming out of one tree feeding into a central line. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, they're going to all be pulled into one central location, probably a holding tank. Yeah. That was interesting. We were discussing this beforehand, and you were mentioning how a lot of of the larger uh, maple suppliers or producers in the area will bury stainless steel tanks in the ground in which to hold – the, uh, now, what do you call it before you make it syrup? Water. So it's just water. Sugar okay. water. So it's just sugar water. So yeah. they'll hold the, sh- the sugar water in right. the ground where the temperature is uh, uh, maintains a you know 56 degrees or whatever. It doesn't fluctuate. Right. So it, it can uh, And that won't spoil. spoils. Right. Well, eventually I think it would spoil. Yeah. But not in the short term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the temperature is what's going to cause that spoilage. And even then, I mean, it, it definitely, if you let it, get to that point i mean it's almost fermenting wow okay you know it's well it's all sugar yeah it's just sugar water yeah. you huh. know so it's it's going through that fermentation process 
So, yeah. I mean, if you leave it out there long enough, I don't know, maybe you're going to get some alcoholic beverages out of it. I'm sure somebody's tried. Right. Um, okay. So, so when you guys collect, you know, you're on the smaller scale or the medium scale. I don't right. know what you call it. So when you guys collect, um, do you, so if you go out there on the weekend, are you collecting and then cooking down, yeah. you know, right away? Or? Right. So again, we're, we're weekend warriors. So essentially what we're doing is uh, once we do tap, we are, t- depending on how fast it's running, uh, we're going up to our camp every day mm-hmm. and we're emptily, uh, we're going to empty our keelers out. You know, so our keelers are probably, I don't know, I'm guessing two gallon, three gallon pails maybe. That's what uh, we're collecting. Okay, your keeler. So that's the, that's that's the that's the bucket that's going to hang from the the tree. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, you can make these. I mean, I've seen people, very small, you know, individual operations use coffee cans. Yeah, sure. You know, just got to hold a coffee can. You just need something to collect your sap. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to basically every day we're going to go up to camp and we're going to empty our keelers out. Um, and if the temperature's right. We're moving it over to just a storage, um, uh, a simple storage where we're going to move it. We, we move ours several times because okay. because we're, we're such a small operation. Yeah. And what we use is just like uh, uh, the brute um, trash cans. Okay. You know, brand new trash cans. Cool. Um, and we're dumping into that, you know. And we have them spaced throughout. And every day we're going to go up and empty, empty, empty and keep filling up trash cans. Yeah. And then we're going to keep hauling it and getting it closer to camp. Oh, all right. Down to the cooking area. Yeah. Yep. And then when cooking time comes, that's when, that's yeah, when so, the fun starts. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going to, it's all work throughout, you yeah. know. But um, so I think you mentioned, like, yeah, well, again, we are weekend warriors. So mm-hmm. we get to do that through the week. And then primarily we're going to go up Thursday, maybe Friday. And that's where we're going to start the cooking process. Okay. And again, we have to do this pretty much every time it runs or as it's running because we don't have the storage. Yeah. You know, you don't do it. You lose it, huh? Yeah. Okay. If the temperatures aren't right. Yeah. yeah. Or you end up so much. I mean, eventually you got to start cooking it down. Oh, that sounds good. I know you've given us some and it's always delicious. Yeah. And a nice treat. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, you can go into sticker shock sometimes when you, uh, you're out looking for, you know, natural maple syrup. Well, Yeah. You know, you can spend a lot of money because there's a lot of work involved. There's a lot of work, and I think what people don't realize is the reduction. Okay. You know, so we're talking 50 gallons. Now, these are approximations. Okay. But uh, 50 gallons of sugar water uh-huh. will be converted into one gallon. Wow. So Holy 50 to mo- one. So that's that's a, a trash can size. Essentially a trash can. Down to one gallon. Down to a gallon of milk. Think of, think wow. of it that way. I mean, that's where your reduction is. I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah. That's really... A, 50 that's, to one. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Man. All right. So again, like, you know, very simply, if you are if you are at your house, you know, you can just take this. And if you have a couple taps or a couple trees around your property, you know, just put in a stock pot. Start cooking it down, you know, playing with it. We've got three out back there. You think you do sugar maples? Them? Yeah, I think it's worth tapping. Huh. I mean, I mean, honestly, if you have a couple sugar maples, you might get. You're not going to get a gallon, but you might get. You might get a quart. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I know people do it all the time just for the fun of it, and yeah, um, and just to for the experience. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. You throw it on the stove and just start reducing it. 
Now there are some steps there that you have to be careful. You know. Okay. Um, you know, you are converting uh, the sugars, and you got to get it to a point, a certain. You know, you want to get the liquid cooked off of it. Yeah. So you can definitely burn it. You can scorch it. Okay. You know. Yeah. So probably a little learning curve there. There's a little bit of a learning curve, but it's not. It's not a. Um, you know, it depends on what you want to get out of it. Sure. Well, maybe we'll try it this year. You should. Yeah. Southern States probably has taps. Yeah, I bet. You know, a couple bucks. I mean, probably $10 and you're good to go. Well, yeah, so you're thinking maple syrup and I'm starting to think garden. Yeah? yeah. So what's involved with that? Well, you know, so now I have a, uh, I have all my all my seed catalogs are starting to come in. Oh, they are, right? Yeah. This is so the time of the year to buy the uh, buy the seeds. They, yeah, it is, definitely. It's actually getting a little bit late, uh, borderline late. You know, just starting at uh, the end of the year, uh, they'll start coming in. And I get Johnny's seeds catalog. I get uh, Annie's heirlooms, uh, burpee catalogs, and then Farm Tech sends out their, their stuff. You know, and that's all your equipment. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot to choose from. And now's the time to really start planning out. If you're going to have a garden, you want to plan out your uh, your spots, you know, decide how many tomato plants you want, decide how many root vegetables you want to plant, what kind of leaf vegetables you want to do. You know, and, and you're um, going to be planting these, I'm assuming, at different times. Yeah, definitely. So um, we will do we will do kale and spinach. Typically, uh, I'll start thinking about that like real soon. Uh, probably maybe this weekend, if I get a chance, I'll set up my uh, my low hoop. So what, what is that? that? Is, so what that is, my garden consists of all four by eight, four foot by eight foot raised beds. Uh, not you know just eight inch highs, eight inch high, just uh, you know, okay. two by eights with garden soil filled okay. in, and I I continuously top that off pretty much every year. I get fresh garden soil just to increase the organic matter. Okay. Um, so on my four by eight hoop, I get um, three quarter inch PVC water line and bend those over in the four foot direction, clamp them down and get three millimeter plastic, clear plastic and drape over top. So I basically just make a low greenhouse. Oh, nice. And nice. I set that up and I set it up maybe two to three weeks before I want to put seeds in there. And so you're doing that because you can start your growing season earlier? That starts your growing season earlier. Okay. There are a few different ways to do that. One is the low hoop, um, and another is a cold frame. Okay, so which, l- let me ask you. So mm-hmm. are you taking? Are you starting anything inside at all? Oh, well, sure, yeah. Okay. I'm starting pepper plants inside. Right. Uh, this year, I'm going to start tomato plants inside. Okay. Um, you can start almost everything inside. Right. Cucumbers, uh, broccoli, almost anything you can think of, you can start inside, no problem. But plenty of things germinate just fine outside. And, of okay. course, the main thing to consider in germination is soil temperature. And that's why if you want to start something early, you have to set up either this low hoop I was describing or a cold frame. And a cold frame is basically just a wooden frame built on a uh, a slope. Um, so you would have eight inches on one side down to almost nothing okay. on the other side, sure. and you would put maybe an an old uh, an old window over top or or whatever right. will create that solar energy sure. heat to heat that soil 
to your 75 to 80 degrees that you need for uh, seed germination. Um, so this is the time of year to kind of start setting those things up so that, you know, by the end of the month, you can, uh, you can start, you know, planting your, uh, you want to, these are going to be your hardy things, kale, spinach, sure. lettuces. Um, so then you can, uh, you know, by early March, you might have some germination and then you, you can be eating you know, fresh, fresh greens and some vegetables early. And these are all going to be grown under, underneath the, the this plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And occasionally on your really warm days, you need to ventilate. You, you can maybe open, open them up, up and let them ventilate. But okay. it's of course the nights when it gets cold, that you okay. need to trap the heat. Right. Um, you know, and then at the same time you're inside, um, you definitely, um, about five to six to eight weeks, start peppers. You want to start tomato plants, cucumbers, whatever it is. Think about two months in advance from when you want to plant them outside. So this is when you want to get your seeds, get a good. So we're saying the, the whole process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you want to be at least two months in advance. At least. Okay. Yeah, that's when you really want to start acting. Okay. So this is if you want to germinate inside. Um, those things that you're going to plant basically in the summertime, um, your delicate uh, fruiting plants. Um, so what you do is you basically you, you need to set yourself up a grow light, which is just get a, a, an inexpensive uh, fluorescent light fixture that you can just plug in. No big deal, but it needs to hang. And uh, you get full spectrum um, light bulbs. So it's full light spectrum light bulbs, I okay. should say. And a tray in which you can divide, you can have uh, um, your soil composition, your growing composition um, in specific sections so that you can, you know, germinate in specific sections. So then you can, you can then pull that whole block of, of uh, growing material out and transplant the whole plant. Out into the ground sure. outside. Makes sense. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of information on, on how you do this. And, you know, basically to get the seed to germinate, you need heat and moisture. So you're creating a small greenhouse inside with your, your tray that has your soil composition. That tray has a lid on it, usually just a plastic lid. You know, everybody's seen these things. Uh, you know, in each each little section, one or two seeds you go you put in there just in case they don't all germinate. Right. Sometimes that happens. Um, so you have moisture, light, which is above. Actually, the light doesn't come in until your seeds germinate. But you need moisture and heat. So you would get you'd buy a uh, heating pad, you know, that goes underneath your tray. Okay. And keeping your soil moist and keeping the heating pad going is going to increase the temperature of the soil and then bam, 75, 80 degrees, you know, your seeds are going to germinate and you're going to have your little tomato plants popping up, your little pepper plants popping and, up. And, and I, I know that like depending on what we're talking about, germinate, like how long it's going to take to germinate, but roughly how long is this process? Uh, so within a week to two weeks, you should see, little spindly green things popping up out okay. of your soil. Okay. Um, and then you're fully germinated. And at that point you can pretty much kill your heat and then it's all about light, you know? So you, the heat really is just to germinate. Yeah. 
the key thing, always the key. If you're ever growing anything, soil temperature is the key. Okay. Nothing happens without proper soil temperature. Okay. You can do whatever you want. If the soil is not 75 degrees to 80 degrees, nothing's going to germinate. Right. So it, it's it's always about soil temperature. It has nothing to do with the time. Well, you know, loosely it has something to do with time of the year. Sure. That's everything about what the temperature of that ground is. Okay. For when you plant. Okay. You know, I mean, I have I have soil thermometers. You know, and I'll when I set up this hoop, every day I'll go out. You know, after a week or two, I'll go out with my soil thermometer and check it out. And then you know, once it hits seventy five, seventy six degrees, then I know I can go ahead and start you know putting seeds in the ground. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the, all. All my thoughts are go moving towards there. You know, of course. Since I have easy four by eight plots, it's easy for me to sort of plan out what I'm going to do. You know, right? I know that my tomatoes are going to take uh, two beds. I know that my peppers are going to take two beds. So then I can plan out. Okay, how many am I? How many carrots am I going to do? Am I going to do two kinds of onions? You know, am I going to do red and yellow? You know, because right. if you're going to do, you know, for me, if I'm going to do onions. I want to put them away. So I need to plant a lot. So if I do two kinds of onions, well, that's, that's another two beds. Sure. You know, so it, it, it definitely takes some planning. And, uh, are the, what these, uh, what, what do you call them? The hoops again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're starting everything under the hoops, like no. you tomatoes now, just early, things. just early things. Yeah. Okay. So question like, why don't you start like tomatoes? Can you start tomatoes early? Oh yeah. You could. Well, yeah, typically, so typically tomatoes, you're going to start them inside. Right. You know, um, they take a long time to get going. They take a long time to get strong, you know, and strength is definitely something that you want, you know. This is before the transplant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, know, you need, they need to be nice and tall and, and the, the stalks literally need to be strong. Okay. Um, so, you know, you keep the light very close. You let them grow slow so they don't get leggy. What I mean by leggy yeah. is tall and thin. Tall and thin, you know? right. Um, and that's because of lack of light. You need, you need as much light as possible and nice and close. Okay. If that makes sense. That no, makes it sense. does. Yeah. It does. And I, I've seen I've seen plants like that where they're 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 exactly that. You yeah. know, they're very thin mm-hmm. and they don't but they don't have uh you know, they're wobbly. Yeah, not enough light. (laughs) And then another thing is uh, something that one thing that I will do is sometimes I'll set up a fan. So once once my you know we'll stick with tomato plants, tomato plant gets a couple inches high, you know, and it's really growing, it's doing well. You can put a fan next to it and give a little bit of air movement, and that literally makes the it's like exercise for the for the plant itself. Okay, Um, it's strengthening the stalk. So that once it goes outside and is subject to, you know, breeze and winds, it doesn't just snap and die and right. you know, be pathetic. You know, so you, you know that makes sense. You have to get it. You have to get these things ready to be outside. So you're simulating elements. its uh, natural habitat. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah, that makes good sense. Yeah, and then and then also, you know, you don't you don't take them right out of your, you know, wherever you're growing. You don't take them right out and put them in the ground immediately. You can take them. You know, these things are still in your tray. You take them out and you set them outside all day long and you bring them in at night. You maybe do that a couple times. Get them used to the environment being outside. 
and then you transplant them, you know, after about a week of that, you know, right. Baby them a little bit. But, sure. You know, this is something you're spending time to do. So you want to, you want to do it right. You want to be, yeah. you know, good, healthy plants. And, and I would assume like you're probably going the extra step that even most like home gardeners are doing. I don't think most people are doing this step. I, I feel like Maybe. most people are going to their local farmer's market and picking up their tomato plants and picking up their herbs yeah, and their onions. And, and, yeah. and the, the, the sprouting process has already taken place. Yeah. That's all perfectly reasonable. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. I yeah. mean, I mean, do you find that it's, is it a lot of work? I mean, is it time consuming? It's, is it, is it efficient? Um, well, efficient. Cost so, effective. Uh, well, yes, it cost, is. It probably is it, probably more cost effective. Definitely. Because, a pack of seeds, a pack of uh, 200 seeds is like 395. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, and you're never going to use that many seeds. Okay. You know, and you're going to have too much stuff. You know, you're even giving things away as right. opposed to buying a $6 plant. Right. Uh, who knows? No, that's, that's, yeah, that's you probably know. accurate. But at the same time, you also have to, you need a light, you need a heat source, you need to pay attention. Um, you know, you, you and probably some space, indoor space. To yeah, do this. space. You know, yeah. I do it in the basement. I have a well. Here's my method that I developed last year. So I have a an old, an old metal enameled uh, table that was in my grandmother's basement for who knows how long. You know, okay. old family heirloom type thing. Yeah, <clears throat> I use a space heater and I plug it in and I put it underneath that table, and then that just distributes the heat right through the, the the metal table into my tray and then it heats up the uh the soil the reason why i did this mark is because i had a heat mat and then i that i bought on amazon or whatever and this is an actual grow heat it, mat. it yeah it it's specifically to put underneath your tray okay. to germinate seeds and then uh, I, somewhere I read my specific mat. Maybe I got an email. I don't even remember. My specific mat apparently was catching on fire. Oh, uh, wow. So That's not I good. ditched it. Yeah. And I said, oh, why don't I try this? So the the space heater underneath the table is works beautifully. And that gave you enough warmth. Oh, yeah. It's great. Okay. Yeah. It worked great. And then, uh, yeah, I have a four-foot fluorescent uh, light fixture. That, you know, I've opened ceilings, so I just, you know, a couple eye hooks on the ceiling joists in the basement and some cheap uh, uh, cheap chain, you know, that you can use to just adjust the height of the, of the light. And then a couple full spectrum, full light spectrum bulbs uh, in the light fixture, and that's pretty much it. So the, the, the air temperature around, is that important? No. It's not. No, I mean it can't be freezing. Right. You know, but but, but no. But it's that's not. not that's not as critical as no. as getting the soil. The soil to that temperature. itself. It's all about the soil temperature. Okay. And nothing else. Until it's germinated, then it's all light. Then it's all light. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good information. Yeah. It's pretty simple. And there's tons of there's tons of tons of information out there. I'm a big fan of uh You Bet Your Garden, which is a guy out of uh Philadelphia, out of the Philadelphia public radio station who's had a, uh, a garden talk show for probably 30 years now. Oh, nice. Yeah. And he's full of information. 
full of himself, full of good information. <laughs> right, also, right. Yeah. interesting cool. guy. Cool. Uh, uh, so, um, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's that's the basis basics of getting your plant started. And you know, nice. So you're in full swing now. Now's the time. If yeah. you are going to go through this next this this process, yeah. Now's the time that you want to look look yeah. and look start into, finding, looking to buy seeds. Find your suppliers. Find who you want to go through. Uh, I'm a big fan of Annie's Heirloom, who I just started using last year. Um, seems to be kind of a small operation. All heirloom seeds, and uh, uh, just to clarify, you hear heirloom a lot, and right. and basically that's those are seeds that are not being used in. Um, large agricultural processes and you know is they are they are seeds and varieties that have been used over and over again generations after generation and are you know usually typically more flavorful um, and strong uh, varieties okay. you know so i use annie's heirlooms so they're all heirloom seeds nice. johnny's is a great company they're out of maine um they're an employee-owned company type thing. Um, Are they heirlooms mostly? No, not no, necessarily. They're not everything. Necessarily. They're okay. everything. Johnny says everything. Burpee is another one that everybody knows. Yeah, that's the big name, Burpee. Yeah. Um, and then there's nothing wrong with going to Lowe's or grocery store and buying seeds there. You know, what the heck? It doesn't, you know, nothing wrong with it. Um, but they're probably going to be your more commercialized, the, those definitely. names that everyone recognizes, the, the Absolutely. big boy tomatoes or yeah. Um, your, mm-hmm. your standard everyday run-of-the-mill stuff. You're not going to find the good stuff there, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the stuff is just fine. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with it. And it's very convenient. Right. You know, Southern so, States, that's another great, great yeah. place for mm-hmm. your seeds. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're planning ahead, you know, which if you really have an established garden, typically you're someone who's probably going to be planning ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. But if you're yeah, new to it, this is like, this is a good, this is a good learning. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like to online order online. Yeah, you can get onion sets, everything. I go on. This is probably getting boring, but go on and on, you know. Sure. So, but now's the time. Start planning and buy your seeds and figure out what you want to do. You know. So around here, March is coming up pretty soon. We're going to get asparagus. Nice. Uh huh. So that's always the most exciting part. Of the spring. And this is something you've already planted previously. Yeah, we planted our asparagus patch eight years ago, probably okay. six uh, six to eight years ago. Okay. And asparagus is type of thing where you, the roots themselves have to be a specific, have to be uh, at least four years old to harvest. Okay. So you can get one-year-old roots plant them you can't harvest them at least for another three years okay and they really have to be strong and established roots and we're at the point now where we're just we we have too much asparagus every year yeah it's fantastic and they're going to come back every year yep oh yeah every year nice as long as you maintain you know a a healthy bed you know try to keep the weeds down and try to add organic material and is your yield roughly the same on that it gets more it gets larger every year Uh, larger every year yeah so uh, asparagus self-propagating so that basically once you plant, they, it just, you know, you get more every year, basically. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And saffron. Our saffron's doing great. Yeah. Right I knew you were doing that <laughs> last year, right? That was your first year? Doing great. Yep. Okay. Yep. So next year, hopefully we have double this, the saffron, you know, we had 
very small amount this year and we used it and it was okay. Right. Next year, hopefully, is even better. Solar. And you bought those online as well? Yep, yep. Up, so you, they're crocus bulbs. And you bought bulbs? Is that what you bought? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're crocus sativa. Um, and so they are, they are specific crocus bulbs that bloom in the fall. And it was amazing to see little purple flowers pop up in mid-October. It was really cool. You know, so it's a fall saw, blooming. Yeah, yeah, fall blooming right. crocus. Yeah, mm-hmm. the autumn crocus. I guess so. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. Oh, through the research I did, yeah. crocus sativa is the one you want. Right. You know. Nice. Yeah. Don't expect to get rich off of saffron, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot crazy. of work, right? Yeah, it was, an, it was a lot of work. It was pretty interesting, but it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, who? who I mean, there's not too many people that can say they have homegrown saffron. Nope. Know? Nope. Right. That's the idea. Yeah. We're going to be the the uh, saffron kings of Western Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> or at least the hill. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> at least the hill. Well, what else we have going on, Tim? I don't know. Not much, man. Yeah. Uh, it's been a boring winter this year out here. Very little snow. Little snow. Uh, yeah. You're in Frostburg. We're in yeah. Cumberland. And we haven't had much more up there. Yeah. You know, and, and that's really going to, uh, the weather is going to play a, uh, a little bit of a role in, in our, you know, our maple outcome. Okay. You know, uh, the harsher the winter, the the better the sap always seems to run. Okay. You know, and definitely the summertime plays plays a role in it as well. So yeah, we'll see. You know, it's just every year we take what we can get. Oh sure, of course. Yeah, there's you have no other choice. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. I hope you guys have a fruitful year. I hope so too. Yeah. I hope so too. Um, you know, we got uh. Our videos. Yeah, we've got over, some videos out there. Over in our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. They seem to do them pretty good. We have our Paya episode. That one does pretty well. Yep, Paya. So if people haven't checked that out, that's a good place to check that out. Yep. A little bit of soup. There's a quick soup stock, a quick uh, uh, chicken stock. Video. That's a recent one. Yep. Yeah. And a quick uh, cauliflower pizza dough recipe. That was our first one, our first foray, for, for, foray, 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 for, foray, yeah. <laughs> into making videos. You yeah. know, we're we're yeah. winging it here. Well, and those are all in uh, the YouTube channel, just Relish Pod, right? Yep, that's right. So people can find us there. Yep, we're also on Instagram and Twitter at Relish Pod at Relish Pod, and we have a website uh, relishpod.com, dot com, which we do our best to keep updated. Um, this is our second episode without recipes and without really talking specifically about cooking. Right. So, uh, you know, we'll try to get back to that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, specific, some topics are coming up that we think are important to talk about. So. Sure. Yeah. In our last episode, we basically smoke, uh, spoke specifically to Frostburg yeah. businesses, not necessarily uh, yeah. food or restaurant related, but anything happening. And that was kind of all part of the small business revolution that's happening in Frostburg. So uh, if uh, everything works out, Mark, our next episode is going to be uh, all about sourdough breads and wood fire bread baking. Wow. Yeah. So um, look forward to that. Sourdough is delicious. So wood fired bread. Yeah. Nice. Bagels. And bagels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to have to find someone who has... Says a uh, a wood fired kiln, I guess. Yeah, nice. it, it just happens that we do know someone. Nice, yeah. nice. Well, hopefully we can get uh, 
her and some other people involved, and we can fire up the, uh, the stone hearth that day and oh, maybe uh, videotape, and I think that would be a great episode. And eat. And, and eat. to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Our eat. favorite thing, Mark. Nice. Okay, well, and uh, until then, uh, this has been Relish Pod. For simple pleasures are gained by cooking what you eat. I'm Mark Witt. And I'm Tim Gallagher. And we thank you, and we'll see you next time. All right, bye-bye. Bye.